episode 167, Divided by Werewolves. Yeah, cracking cracker of a show for you this fine evening. Yeah. Um, all right, so you, you said you had something going so, on uh, last weekend? Yeah, so uh, so I hit level 45 in life. Uh, oh, that's right. I forgot to wish you a happy birthday because I'm a terrible friend. <laughs> and I'm not on Twitter, so I can't remember oh, these things. Uh, it's all good. Happy birthday, uh, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, I gave you the was, gift of not reminding you of your slide into decrepitude. Yeah, appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, so uh, Goose is predisposed this weekend, so she came out last week uh, to to help celebrate my old age. And uh, so I I had only ever been to. Uh, I guess it's hibachi. Is that is that what it is? Where the like, like cook? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah where like they, they like cook the food all up in front of you and the yeah, they make you the little uh, onion volcano thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd only yeah. ever done that once. Fling the lemon at your face and whatnot. Yeah, shrimp to the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I only ever did that once, and it was like uh, twenty some odd years ago. I remember um, it was a. Uh, the outpatient uh, Christmas party, uh, they invited me to it uh, at the hospital, like my first or second year there. So I was literally like 19 or 20 years old. Mm. And I, got, I went by the ATM and I got like 20 bucks out. I was like, this will be enough for one person to eat. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> So I had the water and uh, ordered the veggie uh, option. And the guy side-eyed I- you the entire time. Yeah. I sure as fuck couldn't afford the steak or shrimp or anything. So as right. as he's cooking all this delicious smelling food and passing it around to everyone but me, yeah. And then he kicks me a carrot, you know. Yeah, all the time. all the vegetable bits <laughs> that were left over from making yeah. other people's food. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, here you go, you cheap bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we went to this spot in Auburn. There's a new place in, in Tigertown. Uh, and so we go, and. I don't know, man. It's just the weirdest shit in the world to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm very uncomfortable. Like immediately, right? We go in. I don't. I don't go out in public a lot. Like, I don't know if that's. I know that's not news to you, but maybe somebody's never listened to the show before. Yeah, I don't go in public a lot. Like, I, you know, I kind of stay at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go, and it's dark as fuck in there. First of all, I can't see shit. Like, mm-hmm. I can't read the menu. It's embarrassing. And like, <clears throat> we go in, and they sit us at this table. You know, which is, you know, like this square surrounding this flat top and stuff. And we're sitting there by ourselves, and it's great. <clears throat> but then, like, other people come Oh, in, yeah. yeah. And they put them fucking right beside us? Yeah, there's no... It's like a blackjack table. Like, you can't get a table for two at, like, a yeah. Benihana. You know, it's like six or eight people. Yeah. I'm like, all these empty-ass seats, and y'all had to put them right here? Yeah. Like, it was so weird, right? And it's this really old dude. You're like, are you, like, are you paying for my meal? Because I sure as fuck didn't ask to sit with you. Like, <laughs> like seriously? Like, I don't want to sit here with these people. I don't even know these motherfuckers. I don't want to eat lunch with them. Like, what is? I don't understand this. Oh, I have it. Like, if I if Lynn and I go out to eat, and they're like, do you want to sit at the bar? No, I don't. No. Do you want to sit at the high top table? Well, can other people sit there? Yes. No, I, no. I do not. <laughs> I like a booth. You know, a little secluded booth, maybe in the corner. Hell yeah. Like, you yeah. know, just. But no, so they so they sit these people right next to us, and I'm immediately like, like, she literally like put her hand on my shoulders and pushed them down more than one time because I was so like uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't mean and, to laugh. That's no, like, 
it's seriously ridiculous how how like like how uncomfortable I get in public. But so so then this is like this one dude is like straight out of Duck Dynasty, and then <laughs> and I I thought it was like his kid, like his son, but maybe I guess it wasn't because like his wife came in afterwards. And this guy was a regular there. Like, he's talking to the owner and shit. And, like, you know, he's like, well, I'm going to get the dumplings or whatever that I always get. And then what does my wife usually get? And the guy's, like, telling him, like, what his wife gets all the time and shit. And this other guy's sitting there like, well, I'm going to pay for lunch for you guys or whatever. And I'm like, what? So, if it, you know, we, you know, the guy comes out, starts cooking and stuff. And he starts singing happy birthday to nobody, right? <laughs> and he's like, unless it's somebody's birthday. Is it anybody's birthday here? And of course, Goose is like pointing at me and shit. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. So now there's even like more. Yeah. The guy's paying even more attention to me. He's singing to me and shit and like, you know, throwing food at me and whatnot and shit. And I'm like, okay, this is just <laughs> like, I can't. And then I'm just sitting there trying to eat my food. And I, you know, I had like, I think I had two beers, which was not enough. Yeah. Let me just tell you. Uh, <laughs> and then the old guy, I don't know how. This shit came like I don't understand where this conversation. I, I sort of wasn't paying attention, and then all of a sudden, he's like talking about himself being naked. What? Yeah, the old guy. They're just talking, and I'm like, and he what? starts talking about his ass, and I well, guess uh, it's like his what? saggy skin, and he's like, he says so, like now he has mud flaps back there and stuff. What? And I'm like, wait, like what? Like what is happening right now? Yeah, and what he's is talking that about even? his dog. He's talking his... about how like anytime he's naked in the house, the dog just barks at him. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, like that should tell you something. Why? Your dogs are your best friend. They, why are we talking about this? Maybe he's got like a tumor, and the dogs sniffed it out. But I'm, but like, why are we talking about this in public? Number one, in dinner, at dinner, to strangers. Number two, like, why, why do you think I care about your saggy? Maybe he ass, saw, sir? maybe like, he like, saw like a like a, a raggedy busted up carrot. He was like, oh, that's I know what that looks like. That, that looks like my me. ass. I, I don't that's, know. That like, looks like my dick. <laughs> right. I, it was so fucking weird. It was so fucking weird. Yeah, <laughs> like, and this is why I don't go into public. This right here. Because, like, what do I do? Like, I like I don't want to be rude because they're speaking to me. So I'm like, I'm like making eye contact, but I don't want to. I so badly don't want to be in, like, in this situation. <laughs> you should just told them that your ass was like the, like, like, uh, like hills of freshly fallen snow. Just. <laughs> Just really yeah, make I mean, him lean into yeah, it, make him be I mean, as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's telling me about his ass, and I just start talking about my balls. Like I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 <laughs> is this what we're gonna do at lunch today? Like I guess so. Because oh, I was just like, look, that's enough. Like going out in public for me for quite a while. Like yeah. I'm good. Yeah. And Goose, bless her heart, she's so like nice. <laughs> like was she asking him about it? <clears throat> No, but like she's reacting to everything he's saying, and all I'm doing is looking at my rice. Like I'm trying not to, like I don't want to, I don't want to be here, and so I don't want him to keep going. So like I'm not actively participating in the conversation. I'm not nodding. Like I'm, I'm looking at the guy because they're talking to us. But I'm like, right. But she's just like, oh, okay. Like just, just, just yeah. right there. Okay, just, oh, sure, yeah, 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 yeah. I get yeah. you. Tell I me more you. about your ass. Like yeah. I don't know, like why. Yeah. Oh my god. So anyway, that was my weekend. Uh. <laughs> oh, come on now, a little birthday attention. Never heard anybody. Yeah. Well, did it? Did it not though? Because <laughs> <laughs> so I have a similar story 
uh, about old nudity that I'll get into real quick. So um, I used to go fishing with my father uh, first um, uh, tri- weekend of trout season. We would we would go because he's he was from Pennsylvania and he always wanted a son who fished and he ended up with me and you know, so <laughs> once in a while I'd I'd try to pretend like I could be you know someone he was proud of and like the uh, kid from uh, yeah. Halloween exactly yeah I just want to dance Dan like basically yeah, you know. it's in my heart <laughs> <laughs> so and he would depending on you know kind of what was going on sometimes we would go with. Uh, family like my my cousin's husband or or, or his um, uh, my cousin or my uncle or whatever, and sometimes uh, he would bring clients with him, and and it, and in part because he just liked them, but I don't know if he also was like, well, shit, then I can write off this t- fifteen dollar motel like straight out of you know like like you know the people who get killed in 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 fucking the hills have eyes remakes and the you know the, the 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 uh texas chainsaw massacre reboots like they would drive past these hotels because they look too sketchy that's mm-hmm. basically the type of places we would stay at and so the normal place that we stayed at was unavailable to rent out because i guess there was like a uh like a meth prostitute convention in town and they had, they were all booked up. So we stayed at like a normal hotel. And so he had brought with him a client of his that was about 800 years old. And he had known this guy forever. And I don't know why he brought him with him. He just did. And so, and the guy, you know, first of all, he was asking whether my stepmother was my mom. And I'm like, uh, that's no, no. Number one, like do not even, mm-mm. No, mm. no, sir. <laughs> so, you know, I, that was an uncomfortable conversation. Like, yeah, that's not my mom. And he was like, oh, whatever. That's cool. Fine. No problem. So we get a room. And because my dad is cheap, there's three of us staying in the same room. Three uh, men, two beds staying in the same room. So mm. uh, that's fine. I don't have a problem sharing. Or, you know, as long as there's a there's an imaginary bunting board so nobody's hands are... Other parts, you know, start wandering in the middle of the night. I don't really give a fuck. It's fine. I'm not going to sleep anyway because my father, not only does he snore, uh, but he grits his teeth and somehow at the same time. So it is the worst combination of sounds that have ever been produced by a human being. Mm -hmm. So I am in bed uh, just watching TV, just kind of really want the night to end so I can go to sleep because I know I'm not going to get any sleep because I know my dad's going to be making all of his terrible noises. And I'm just trying to watch TV and this motherfucker comes walking towards the bed to get into bed naked. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, look, I totally get that when you get to a certain age, you just don't care anymore. Mm -hmm. But one, you are sharing a bed with someone you've never met before. (laughs) prior to this weekend and you do not have pants on (laughs) or underwear which means your old genitalia are just under the sheet there's the same level of protection between me and them as there is between me and just anything out in the open air (laughs) and i think I, i thankfully i don't know if i have my glasses on or what but i was like 
what is going on right now? And he just gets in bed. He's like, yeah, good night. And I was like, uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. And then all the snoring and the gritting. And I actually almost slept in my car between, you know, you know, like that episode of Seinfeld when, 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 uh, Kramer says he's, he's like going commando and, and, mm. uh, and then Jerry's like, the only thing between us and him is a thin layer of gabardine. Like that's basically <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt in that situation. I was like, what are you doing? Like, who does that? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. So I look forward now that I'm old uh, to just, you know, having uncomfortable lunchtime conversations about, you know. Like, I wonder, like, shit like that a lot, right? I'm like, at what point do I get there? Because I'm not there yet, right? I think, I think it is, I think I generally, if I had to guess, I would say, yeah, eventually folks just get to the point where they, they just don't care. They're, they're going to talk about what they want to talk about and whether they think it's funny or not. And it's like, well, if you don't like it, I guess you just don't have to listen to it. You know? Yeah. So it's for, there's some freedom in that. I don't know when we get there. I, I don't know if I would to, ever feel honest? comfortable enough to do that or want to. That's Why what I'm I saying. Want to like, I wonder that in the first place. I wonder, is that ever going to be me? Right. Where I'm just like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a regular at this restaurant where they're going to sit me next to strangers and I'm going to talk about my ass the whole time when they're trying to eat food. Like, is I that... mean, I, I guess if, if – yeah, everybody needs a hobby. So, <laughs> like, At what point – I don't know if I'm happy or sad about it, but at what point do I get, do I get there in my life where I'm like, I got nothing else to do today? Let's go to Benihana, talk about me, my asshole. Let me ruin someone's <laughs> lunch like, while I eat my – Fucking dumplings, <laughs> like what? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Well, you know, it's good to have goals. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we got three movies and some game stuff to talk about, as we always do. Plenty to to to, to chat about. So, which which movie would you like to get into first? Excuse me. Um, I you know I attachment. I feel like okay. So attachment is a Shutter exclusive. Um. And it was, you know what, I think it came out this year. Yeah. Um, let me, I had it brought up. Hold on. And then, oh, there it is. Wrong tab. Um, okay, so written and directed by Gabrielle Beer Gislason. Um, so uh, if you watched Game of Thrones and you remember um, the Reeds, um, Jojen, and uh, I think her name was Mira? Yeah, Mira Reed. Uh, they kind of had some stuff to do with with. They were like river people. They had some stuff to do with with Bran. Uh, so uh, Ellie Kendrick, who plays one of the the co leads, um, she's in it. Sophie Grable plays the other. Uh, actually, Sophie is the uh, the mom. Josephine Park plays um, the other uh, woman. So uh, Maya. Uh, is played by uh, Josephine Park, and she uh, has a chance encounter uh, in a bookstore where she meets Leia, uh, played by Ellie Kendrick, and they kind of, um, Leia is an academic, she's kind of doing some research in Denmark, um, and then, um, but they kind of have like a, uh, like a whirlwind romance, so to speak, spent spend some, a bunch of time together, realize they're into each other. Um, we're going to go home, and then uh, Leah was going to go home back to England and um, gets injured. She has a seizure one day and um, Maya is trying to help her and she like you know, dislocates her leg or whatever. Um, and 
decides to go with her to England to help her recover. And then when she's there, um, she meets uh, Leia's mother, uh, Chana, who is um, she's she's Jewish. She's not like Orthodox Jew, but she's um, she's very kind of hovering and somewhat controlling of Leah. Um, and and it kind of seems like at first, like maybe it's it's just that you know Chana just really doesn't approve of the fact that her daughter is gay, uh, that she's in a relationship with a woman that she just kind of met. Um, and, and, and Maya keeps trying to like, you know, kind of get to know her and, and, but then, you know, kind of keeps kind of like making mistakes, what seems like making mistakes. And then she, she thinks her, her mom has a drinking problem. And, but then there's kind of the supernatural aspect to it where she realizes that like, her mom's kind of like coming in at night and like lighting candles and her mom's got all these kind of books on the occult because Maya goes to this Jewish bookstore to try to learn, uh, learn about Judaism and ends up talking to the owner of the bookstore who happens to be, uh, Chana's the brother-in-law, well, ex-brother-in-law because the father left or died. I can't remember which. Um, and he starts talking about, you know, different, like, like the Gollum and the Dobik mm-hmm. and like just different kind of occult, uh, figures and and Maya begins to believe that her mom is Chana is not only kind of controlling but also doing these weird like organizing the room to match different occult um, you know layouts and 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 poisoning the soup and and all this stuff um, and what you come to find out is that Leah is actually possessed by this this thing called the Dubik, which uh, is kind of like a ghost, but not like a ghost, which the guy was very keen on pointing out in a pretty hilarious, I found hilarious, <laughs> yes. uh, little interchange. Uh, and that Leah had been possessed by this this Dobuk since she was a, a teenager, basically a child. And her mom has been doing all this stuff to kind of protect her, but also keep the Dobuk from, like, manifesting. Um, and since kind of Maya got involved and is trying to kind of more not isolately in like an abusive way but just be like hey let's live our lives then the dubik begins to exert control um you know as a horror movie it's not really that much of a horror movie um it, it kind of definitely relies way more on um just kind of talking about the occult stuff um there's no like really jump scares there's no like there's there's a scene there's a, a scene of implied violence, um, mm-hmm. but you don't actually see anything. Um, it really is kind of, on the one hand, the relationship between these two women, but on the other hand, you know, Maya trying to figure out, like, what exactly is going on. Um, and then, you know, the rec- the, the, the uh, kind of red herrings and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I personally, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic uh, because it was not like something I'd really seen before. And we don't really get a lot of good movies that delve into like the Jewish folklore and occult side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, as far as like a horror movie goes, I mean, I kind of, I mean, it's, it's kind of hard to classify it as such because I don't really feel like it at any point was it ever scary. Even, no. even, even with me being someone who watches enough of this stuff to where I wouldn't be, it's not scary. It's not gory. Um, I mean, I think you could. I think anybody who's it, it's, you know, it, it, it it's a supernatural movie. Like if if anyone on the show has like ever seen like um like Personal Shopper, uh, the, yeah. the movie with um Kristen Stewart, where there's mm-hmm. a, there's a supernatural aspect to it. 
but I mean, at that point, it's the same as like the fucking ghost whisperer or whatever. Right? Like, you know, <laughs> I mean, there's a supernatural aspect to it, and there's there's a, there's some menacing stuff. But I mean, honestly, there's been episodes of Supernatural I think that were scarier oh. and gorier than this. Yeah. It doesn't make it a bad movie. It's just, you know, not really yeah. a horror film. It, it's 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 a slow burn, and it's more about the implied. Yeah evil for lack of a better term than the actual what's happening but mm-hmm. you know for me i enjoyed it uh it was different um but it was somewhat frustrating because <laughs> this is for me one of those movies where if this was me mm-hmm. there's no movie like i'm out <laughs> like i'm done. like i'm like we just met on like thursday bitch like i'm good like yeah, but I could see. I mean, you know, they, I feel like they did a good job of showing the progression of them hanging out a lot and realizing they were into each other. And yeah, but still, at the same time, like if I'm going to meet your mom and like this is the situation, I'm like, y'all let me know how that works out for you, or don't. Like I'm good. Like I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not gonna hang around for this long. Mm. Like with all this, like this, like this shit is weird, and I'm, I'm willing to put up with weird shit. You know, I have before, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, once we start lighting weird candles in the middle of the night and, and, yeah. and we're knocking on the door with our head for no reason and shit, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I'm probably going to take it to the house. That's all I'm going to tell. Like, I'm, yeah. I, you know, yeah. but, you know, outside of that, like outside of, you know, you have to suspend belief for any movie, you know, to, to a certain extent. So, you know, outside of that, I, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, like you said, like, you know, it's, it's the, uh, supernatural stuff is more implied than explicit. And, and, you know, you really, it really depends on whether or not you care about these characters or get into these characters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I thought everybody was great. So like I was into it. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it was, it was one of those movies where I wasn't really sure like how it was it was going to mm-hmm. go, and then one, you mm-hmm. know, kind of once I got into it, I, I found myself. I was like, the only thing that I found a little frustrating was it. At one point in time, I found I, I felt like the way. So there's a scene in which Maya kind of makes it appear as if Chana had like tried to poison her. Or, mm-hmm. or serve her food that would give her uh, an adverse reaction. And mm-hmm. I felt as if the movie, it, they weren't trying to set it up just like Maya was like, hey, your mom's like weird and controlling, we should get away from her. But almost as if Maya was doing, was like, oh, like, I got to get her away because her mom's, I know her mom's doing something good for her and I need to get her away because I'm actually the one doing bad shit or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. and And because it seemed like such, a stretch that she would be like, oh, I'm going to give myself peanuts and make it look like her mom tried to kill me. You know what I mean? Like, rather than just be like, hey, this is really weird. Why don't we go? Or just like you said, be like, you know what? Like, I love you, but we we haven't been together that long and your mom's freaking me out, so I'm out, right? Right. That was the only thing that I felt like. I was like, uh, that seems like kind of beyond what I felt like the character at that point they had shown us of her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know if, like I said, they were trying to make it seem like she was kind of up to something or she just was like, well, I don't really know what else to do. So I'm going to almost kill myself and make it look like she was her. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, we're, we, you know, definitely it, it was kind of, you know, 
sometimes these movies kind of come out of left field um and and kind of give a different um a different view uh and give you insight into just a different type of occult stuff and mm-hmm. that, and that's always interesting um so um Okay, so like I said, that is currently streaming on Shutter. Um, let's do the other Shutter one next, uh, and that's yeah. uh, Skinnamarink. So Skinnamarink is, I guess you would call it, kind of experimental uh, lo-fi horror. Um, essentially, uh, you know, if you watch like we're all going to the World's Fair, it kind of it, that kind of level of that kind of vibe um uh so uh written and directed by kyle edward ball uh essentially what happens is two young kids uh wake up in the morning and they don't know where their parents are parents are upstairs but acting super super weird um all the doors and the windows of the house uh have disappeared and um, different other objects are kind of appearing, disappearing. At times, it's like, what was the ceiling? Is the floor? Uh, and there's a voice uh, kind of telling them what to do. Um, and it kind of follows, um, you know, what happens to these kids, whom, if I remember correctly, we don't ever see them. We only hear their voices. Uh, we see the parents... At least the mom. I can't. I think we see the dad too, um, but everything yeah, else like is sitting on the bed. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. Everything else is just done. You know. You hear the, kind of the voice. You hear the kid's reaction to the voice, and then um, you kind of see what they see as they kind of go through this this night. Um, yeah, because I guess they wake up in the middle of the night, not in the morning. Although they mm-hmm. were like, I felt like they were eating breakfast at one point or something. Yeah. Um, and uh you know it it's it's um you know it's a very um kind of creative um movie uh because it you know it's trying to evoke the sense of horror and terror but without ever showing the kids because you know I mean, how, you don't want to traumatize these kids, right? Like, so it's like trying right. to it's like trying to evoke terror in the audience simply by just feel, right? Like, yes, it's like if you were watching a movie and you like blindfolded yourself, where you, you weren't actually seeing anything happen, you were just listening to it, mm-hmm. um, and then and it doesn't, it's not really interested in giving you an understanding of what's going on. That the the voice kind of has give some idea of just more like, well, they didn't, they, they weren't following directions or something like that. Right. Yeah. But, but like you, there's, you have, you have no, you, you have no idea what's going on. What's caught, what's happening in the house at all, at any point in the movie, not at the beginning, not at the end. Um, and so it really is just this kind of all about feeling and atmosphere and, you know, putting yourself almost in the shoes of these kids, having to to kind of go through this evening without any outright. I mean, there's no visual effects. I mean, there's no like gore, or nothing like that. I mean, there's implied violence, um, and so how much you are disturbed or are uh, 
kind of um, taken by the movie all has to do with how much you can get into that headspace without the normal trappings of a horror movie to kind of show you or explain Mm -hmm. kind of what's going on. Um, Yeah. You know, I thought it was a pretty interesting concept, definitely nothing I'd ever seen before. Um, You know, as far as like what I... Would I recommend it? I, I I don't know. I mean, I think it it would. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it's definitely it's worth watching just from the standpoint of it having some interesting ideas. As far as like a full movie, yeah, I always feel like if it had been like a short, a short, yep, 100%. it would have been more impactful. But like drawn out for as long as it was, I feel like it kind of lost its way. I agree. I landed it, it. You know, I landed on it exactly the same way. I, I I applaud it for for what it did, or you know, like it's it's the very definition of an experimental movie, even down to the cinematography. Which, like yeah. you said, it's like it's just it it it's I think is trying to keep you uneasy to to the point to where um, even the camera angles make no sense and like things none of it makes sense right right but i but i also feel like it kind of it's either going to work for you or it's not going to work for you based on whether or not you give a shit about the kids and i feel like yeah. only showing their feet yeah didn't really make me care about them all that much like i yeah. feel like it would have been a little bit better had you know the the kids been kind of more front and center yeah um but man it's different and, and yeah. I applaud it for that. And, and the fact that it got a, the- a wide theatrical release and made so much money, like, I love that. So how much did it end up making? I mean, I'm not really... I forget. It was something like... I can't remember, because I think I want to say it cost, like, 60 k to make. Mm-hmm. And it, like, was I don't know, like over half a mil, maybe closer to a mil. Like, wow, that's impressive. It made money. Yeah, uh, which is great. But I'm just, I just like when I was watching it, I'm just like, I'm just trying to envision like people, because you know, whenever, you know, people shit on horror, but as soon as something hits, man, like yeah. fucking terrifier, right? Motherfuckers show up for it. You yeah. Know, and, the, and so I'm just trying to envision what that must have been like for people who had no idea. They just knew it was new horror hotness, right? Right. Like what it must have been like to sit through Skinner Marie in the theater. <laughs> like, uh. <laughs> Like, Did you know that's what this was? <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, how many people left halfway through? Like, because, like, I, at the end of the day, I, I still don't know if I liked it or not, but I love what it is and what it did, you yeah. know? Um, and it had its moments. Like, there's some really creepy shit, but, like, at the same time, there's also lots of just shots of a fucking television playing yeah. cartoons with Legos in the floor. <laughs> like, right. Right. And they're extended shots. Like, yeah. you know, it, like this like like we said, like it, as a short, I feel like this would have been way more effective. But man, yeah. some of the some of the stuff where I was sitting here like and it's it's those long takes, right? Where it's like yeah. the the mom is just sitting on the corner of the bed. Yeah. Not reacting to the kid. Right. And it it just holds on that shot for so long. You're just like at some point, you're just like, well, you just fucking do it. Like, just do it or don't. But, like, yeah. you're, you're holding this shot for so long. Right. Um, yeah. But, yeah. The other, the other thing I'll say about it is, you know, uh, once it was over, I still was thinking about it, you know, mm-hmm. for the next couple of days. So there's something to be said for that. And, and what it really did do was make me excited for what this guy does next, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like he's obviously got some really interesting ideas and like he, you know, if he's going to experiment with, with filmmaking and like, you know, I, if not, if this one didn't work, maybe the next one will for me, you know, I don't know, but I'm excited to see whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, I, you know, I don't have to kind of like a movie, uh, to recognize that, you know, the person who made it has some interesting ideas. I mean, not everything's going to hit, um, and it's certainly not going to just dismiss something because I mean sometimes the movies are just shitty. I watched Jeepers Creepers Reborn. That was a terrible right. fucking movie. There's no redeeming qualities about that movie whatsoever. Uh, and that's not. And it wasn't just like oh it's just not for me. It was just a terrible film. <laughs> like I've seen enough right. of them at this point to be able to tell the difference. Um, and and this yeah I mean like you said I'm I'm kind of in the same boat. It's like I'm not really sure if I like it, but I really do like. Um, kind of the fact that it that it was made and it did get a, a a theatrical release because you know I mean anything that kind of pushes the medium forward um is is all good and and yeah. and you know and we're we really are you know coming into a place where um you know kind of independent horror is not just you know able to be written off as just kind of like you know, shitty films. Like, they're getting theatrical releases. I mean... Um, wow. Okay, so... Sorry. Uh, I was wrong. So, um, I just looked it up. First of all, it has a 71% of Rotten Tomatoes, which is mm. fucking amazing. Uh, yeah, 15000 was the budget, and it, it made two mil at the box office. Wow. Yeah. Holy shit. That's, I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, that's... I mean, if you if you... But Jesus if, if you invested fifteen thousand and something and got two million back, you would you would you would never stop talking about that for the rest of your life. Exactly. <laughs> and oh you would God. everyone would be like, "Ugh, this guy." That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Um. So yeah, and and good on on Shutter for for getting it and. Uh, you know, and, and that's just you know like something like that and like Terrifier too. All that means is like studios are going to be more willing to, like you said, more willing to give independent right. horror more of a shot and right. like actually put this shit in theaters. And I fucking love that. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, okay. So last and certainly not least, um, mm-hmm. you know, continuing the the rightful ascendancy of, of Mia Goth to the the top of Hollywood's finest uh, yes. horror or whatever. Uh, and that is uh, the latest Brandon Cronenberg joint, uh, Infinity Pool. Um, I feel like, though, <laughs> there's a movie you should watch before you watch Infinity Pool. And that is, uh, it's called Triangle of Sadness. And it was an Academy uh, Award-nominated film. And I thought, prior to watching Infinity Pool, that Triangle of Sadness was, like, the most brutal takedown of rich people um, that I had seen on the screen in quite some time. I mean, you think, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of White Lotus is is taking the piss out of rich people. Like, Triangle of Sadness is, like, literally there is a sequence... Where because of how, and and I won't get into it in a, in a nutshell. These super rich people are on this yacht, and um, uh, things go sideways, and they end up 
some of them end up stranded on this island. But at, one of the reasons things go sideways is because this one woman who's insanely rich insists that the entire crew, everybody, take a swim in the ocean. <laughs> uh, and the captain, they moved the captain's dinner because he was Woody Harrelson, who's drunk all the time. So they end up having the captain's dinner and a night where there's a terrible storm. Well, because this rich lady didn't care about anything else, wanted everybody to take a swim, all the food that they had prepared for that evening had been sitting out all day. And it was like octopus, seafood, and the chef even says the food's going to go bad. So they are all, all getting violently ill. So they're literally, the, the boat is rocking back and forth, and they're sliding along the bathroom floor in their own vomit, and feces from having <laughs> diarrhea. And it's just, and I thought that movie was like just basically showing what happens when rich people just kind of get their way and how it can all then fall apart until I watched Infinity Pool. <laughs> so I feel like as a double feature of like what happens when rich people be doing what rich people do. <laughs> Right. If you watch Triangle right. of Sadness and then Infinity Pool. <laughs> because what starts out, what seems like, you know, I love, I love travel horror movies. Yes. I love travel horror because to me, there's nothing quite as unsettling as being somewhere that feels foreign. Oh, yeah, and, fish out of water. Yeah. Uh-huh. Fish out of water horror is great. Yeah, and and you just you're not sure like what the customs are. Like I think like one of the re- like I loved Midsummer because it's it's yes. travel horror, but it's it's bright and colorful, and it's so bright and so colorful. Mm-hmm. It's that you get off the plane or the the bus or the whatever it is, and you just feel a little out of sorts, and everything's a bit too much, and you have that headache, and you're just trying to sort it out, and you just feel off the entire... And this, mm-hmm. you know, this movie... Uh, so basically what it is is Peter Skarsgård um, and uh, Cleopatra Coleman... Or sorry, Alexander Skarsgård. I get all the Skarsgårds uh, I, I don't know mixed which one up. which. So <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård... Uh, and Cleopatra Coleman play a married couple, James and M. Foster. He's like a he's a writer. He had a book like six years ago, but it really wasn't all that good. Her father was a publisher. You kind of they imply that you know he got his book published because of her dad. They are staying at this resort in this unnamed uh, country. While they're there, they meet Mia Goth, who plays uh, Gabby Bauer, and this guy named her husband, Albin, who's played by uh, Julia Lispert. And they, uh, you know, she comes up to, to James and is like, oh, you know, I, I wanted to meet you. I didn't want to say anything. I loved your book. And he, of course, is like, ooh, haha, because it's Mia Goth. She's fucking gorgeous. And, you know, she's, yeah. she's got this British accent, and she's just, like, coming on to him and gives him a what I could only assume was a dry hand job at the beach. <laughs> um, they, like I said, they, they go out to dinner or go out to lunch. Then they, they, you know, uh, uh, Gabby and, and Albin are like, Oh, we're, we're, we're renting a car. They're not supposed to leave the resort grounds. They're like, we're renting a car, uh, from this, you know, guy who works in maintenance, whatever. They go to the beach uh, everybody's had a little bit too much to drink except for James. James is like, I'll drive home. He's driving home. He fucking hits and kills a guy. 
So Gabby's like, we are not supposed to be off the grounds. You have no idea how the police are in this place. We are getting the fuck back to the resort. We will take care of the car. We are not saying anything. Mm-hmm. Go back to the to the resort. Uh, well, that doesn't go well. Just doesn't James and, and M and all four of them get arrested the next day. Mm-hmm. We'll come to find out this place has a very... Now, this is from the guy who did Possessor. So yeah. the science of it all, just you roll with it. You don't try to figure it out because there's no point. Yeah, I mean, if you're David Cronenberg's kid, like, you know. Yeah, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter. <laughs> so, so this place has a very unique system of justice in that. And in, in, so in the case of James, they tell him, well, you killed someone. Uh, so now the you killed a farmer, his family, in this case, the oldest son. He can kill you. That's how it goes. Uh, however, if you want to pay us an inordinate sum of money, we will make a biological duplicate of you. Looks just like you, sounds just like you, has all the memories, thoughts, and feelings that you do up until the point of duplication. And then the farmer's son will kill the double, and you just have to watch. So he's like, um, okay. So he does it, and him and Em are kind of fucked up about it, and then they cremate the double and give you the ashes as a souvenir slash reminder of you done fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well, M's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. So she she goes to leave. James can't find his passport. He stays behind. Falls in with Gabby and Albin and all their friends who essentially use this system of justice to do whatever the fuck they want on this island because what do they care? Mm-hmm. It's their doubles getting uh, murdered. Not right. them. Although... The one guy says, "You know what? I can't shake the idea. How do I know the double got murdered, and I and it was not right. me? How do I know that it's I'm not the double?" So then it kind of goes down this path of them con- con- continually fucking with James, um, and and you realize that he didn't fall in with them so much as he was targeted by them, and they just m- basically made him their vacation toy. Uh, to screw around with with the doubles and all that stuff, and there's some incredibly weird, very gross sequences. Once they start taking drugs, there is some stuff that it was like to me. It was just weird and gross for the sake of being weird and gross. Yeah, not like it had any genuine. And I'm all for like when you have folks that start to you know. Uh, hallucinate and 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know take drugs and stuff that you're going to have some weird visuals and things, but this was like, well, you know, it, it, it's like uh, this is way too straightforward of a movie to have been a Cronenberg. You know what I mean? Like, it's like this is like a this is like an M Night Shyamalan movie, but it's directed by. Brandon Cronenberg, so there's going to be body horror. Yeah, but there was body horror for the just for the sake of there being body horror in this, even though it didn't make a ton of sense at times. Yeah, I felt like yeah, not that it was like shoehorned in, but I guess it's just kind of like one of those things where it's expected, and so he's going to give it to you, and it was great, but it didn't necessarily have to be in there. Yeah, I felt like yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, and and mostly around the um, kind of the drug sequence. Although there is a sequence at the end, and I was talking to my wife about it, and you know the one I'm talking about uh, mm. at, at at kind of towards the very end, where I'm like, the amount of trust that Mia Goth and Alexander Skarsgård would have had <laughs> to have in Brandon Cronenberg, because mm-hmm. when they read the script and was like, I'm sorry, you want me to do what? For how long? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. And he would have just yeah. been like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to me, I would be like, well, what does this signify? Why am I doing this? Right. And I can't imagine that he had a good reason for it because for the life of me, I can't fucking figure out what the reason was. No. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you, know, bo- you know, Possessor was way more kind of body horror-ish because you know, it had to do with actually possessing another person mm-hmm. you know, for the purpose of committing this crime and then kind of jumping out. You know, this gets into more of like – more of like, you know – how do you, how do you treat life when you have so much money that life is inconsequential because the doubles there there's actually a sequence with kind of the doubles and the way that they do think they don't really know what's going on they think they're them so it's yes. like it's like if you made a copy of yourself and then that copy had all the thoughts and memories that you did up until that point it wouldn't know it's a copy. It would think it was you. So then when something horrible happens to it, if you consider that, you know, it's how you would feel if that was happening and how callous they were and just completely disregarded it because to them, it was just a way to pay their way out of all this shit that they were doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from when you look at it that way, uh, I mean, it's pretty scary and fucked up. I, I, you know, when I finished watching this movie, that idea of that kind of disregard for life, I, I felt like, and, and this is this, you have to follow me along on this one, but I felt like there was another movie that implied it and was more impactful, and that is Christopher Nolan's The The Prestige. Do you remember The Prestige? Hell yeah, yeah. Okay, so. You know, the whole point about the prestige is there's these two warring magicians. Magicians, um, yeah. Uh, Christian Bale and, um, uh, what the fuck, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. And they both have these tricks that they're doing. And as we're following along Christian Bale, what we find out from Christian Bale is his kind of twist, so to speak, is that he has a twin brother. And that's how he's able to kind of do his trick with the, the disappearing man or whatever it is. And they're so committed to the bit that at one point his character loses part of his finger well his brother has to cut off part of his finger Mm -hmm. or his hand whatever it was in order to match but they get in this war of magic with Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman does this trick where he drops himself in chains into a tank of water they close the curtain on the tank and then he appears in the back of the stage and Christian Bale is like, I don't understand how he does it. I cannot figure out how he does it. And through, he winds up talking to Nikolai Tesla, played by David Bowie, and figures out that Hugh Jackman has essentially created, he thought he created like a teleportation device, so to speak, but it's actually like a cloning device. So it's not that when he jump, drops into the tank, he teleports to the back of the stage. It's that he's making a double of himself. And one of them every night drowns in the tank. 
while the other one is in the back of the stage. And you don't know who's which one. Is it mm-hmm. that he has been killing a double of himself every night on stage? Or is it that he died a long time ago in that tank, but the double he made has all the memories of him? And to me, that idea, when you get that realization that this man was so committed to this fucking Cold War of magic that he's willing to murder a copy of himself every night on stage, mm-hmm. that to me was way more impactful than than this, which dealt with kind of a similar idea of we're just using like we're making doubles of ourselves but it's just so we don't have to have any consequences right um and obviously it's you know gonna hit different it was still like it was really extremely well acted great sense of foreboding and and just like i said that kind of fish out of water horror but Mm -hmm. like you said some of the body horror stuff and the weirdness and the grossness i was just like i almost felt like he was like well i kind of have to exactly And again, not that I didn't like it. I, I really enjoyed this. Like, I was super into it. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I re- it's, it's probably my favorite thing I've seen this year so far. But, um, but yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, man. Like, it's, it, it, this is what happens when I don't watch trailers and shit. I'm like, I didn't know me. anything about it. I didn't know no, anything about I, it I mean, either. You, you tell me, you know, Mia Goth, like, I'm in. And then you tell me, Brandon Cronenberg, I'm double in. Like, I'm yeah. in. Exactly. And, and this was, yeah, it, it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be. It was kind of, fairly straightforward and in uh i enjoyed it but same time uh, yeah like like yeah like uh, it, i didn't necessarily think there needed to be some of that weird body horror shit um especially because it just seemed completely tied to just doing drugs yeah exactly 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 like, like like possessor the body horror came about because of the means by which mm-hmm. that this kind of assassin was able to kill people and get away with it you know here it was just like well they they inhaled some smoke so they saw some weird shit right and you're like "Eh, all right i guess (laughs) exactly like and 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 i was already in like i i I was enjoying the story but yeah it's like here comes the synth soundtrack and like the flashing lights and it's like okay like here it like why like it doesn't it just wasn't necessary for what kind of was already happening yeah Copious amounts of nudity, male and female, if that's your thing. Yep. So. Oh yeah. Although like, I do feel like I do feel like uh, the female nudity, great, grade A. Male nudity oh, yeah. was like, well, you're kind of ladies or you know queer men. You're getting you you are not getting as mm-hmm. good of a show. <laughs> that one guy when they broke into the house, like steal the metal or whatever they were yeah. talking about. Yeah. I literally couldn't find that dude's dick. Like, I, I was looking. <laughs> I was like, wait. Me too. I was like, like is, is this happening? what I get to look forward to? Like, All right. Like, Fine. Like, where's his dick? I couldn't yeah. find it. And, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. And it also, um, not so much the nudity, but uh, there was graphic nudity. But uh, there was some, this definitely delivered that, like, Brandon Cronenberg, like, graphic violence. Yeah. Uh, when it got violent. There was some, the, there was some shit, like, this is one of those movies where when a motherfucker gets shot, yeah, it's not a movie gunshot. It no. looks like what people who get shot look like. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was yeah. just like, oh fuck, like, yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's her lung is like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, somebody's that gonna have went to through her lung. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're gonna have to do that thing where they make the incision and put the mm-hmm. pen in there because mm-hmm. her lungs filling up. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, that's it's bad. pretty graphic at yeah. times. Yeah, but, but um, 
I mean, it was. I agree with you. It was. It was. It was definitely one of the, uh, you know, one of the 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 better things I've seen this year. I just like you said. I'm I'm just not sure what the point of some of the stuff in it was, mm-hmm. um, but still worth worth watching. Um, I have I haven't watched it yet, but um, have you heard of this this movie? Um, uh, Project Wolf Hunting. Yeah. Okay. I have. Yeah, I'm gonna watch. It's on that. my list. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna. I, I I heard it was out this weekend, so mm-hmm. well, I'm looking forward to that. It's like a Korean, like they're on a boat and there's a monster, but then they're also mm-hmm. fighting each other. And yep, I'm like, yep, that's me. I saw oh. that maybe a week or two ago and put it on my list. There's another thing too, a werewolf movie, Wolf Manor. Oh, interesting. I got to find that too. Yeah, it looks really good. Interesting. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. So so next week, I'm super excited for next week's show. So next week we'll have um, the new uh, Children of the Corn, um, and uh, if if rumors are be t- are to be believed, um, the the unrated cut of Megan hits Peacock mm-hmm. on the 24th. So I'm looking forward to kind of to getting into both of those. Um, Okay, so real quick on the game side. So um, I uh, I didn't play a lot of it because it, it wasn't my jam, and, and I'll get into why it wasn't. But I did play some uh, Wild Hearts this weekend. So that is the uh, kind of EA Originals uh, take on um, Monster Hunter, uh, Monster Hunter, if Monster Hunter and Fortnite uh, kind of had a baby. Um, oh no! So yeah, so so uh, so the thing about it's first of all, you know, it it it's way more kind of samurai uh, compared to Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter definitely, you know, has a kind of a Japanese flair to it. But like, you know, th- this in terms of like what the armor sets look like. I mean, you're not you're not gonna have wings and a and a helmet with goggles on it from the big fucking you know uh, duck turtle you massacred. Um, you know, it's definitely more kind of like samurai inspired. Um, but you know, essentially, it's it's same kind of deal. You you kill uh, monsters and and take their parts and and uh, make new weapons and and stuff out of them. The difference is, um, as you're kind of going from place to place, you'll find this stuff called k- kakamura uh, threads, and you'll use those to build things. Like, for example, you can. Um, stack crates on each other uh, in order to climb a wall or climb the crates and do like a leaping attack on a monster or make like a spring that would allow you to, you know, dodge a monster's attack. Um, Mm. And then, you know, obviously there's all the same kind of monster hunting stuff. Um, You know, I, I, Part of the reason I had a hard time with it is because the the, the insect glaive that I use in Monster Hunter gives me just an c- incredible amount of mobility. You know, the, mm. the, 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 the trade-off there is you're not doing a ton of damage. You're just kind of nickel and diming monsters, but you're jumping in the air. You're able to kind of like uh, mid-spin, dodge out of the way. So if you're if you find yourself in a situation where you didn't plan an attack correctly, you can kind of recover midair and you won't hit anything, but you also won't get annihilated. Whereas, you know, folks like you that play like the switch axe or like the more kind of standard, you know, stand there and wail on the monster, you know, you've got to learn how to pick your attack time and, and how to dodge out of the way and, and how to charge things up so that you're doing, you know, the, the, the right amount of damage. 
And so I'm like learning a new way of, of fighting. And now I'm also have to try to figure out how to build crates and, and things. And, and they, they really do love putting you in these small areas. So when these monsters decide to roll around or whatnot, I mean, you just get slammed into the wall and then you're like fighting the camera. Um, and it was just it's it was just too much for my old ass brain to be like <laughs> not only do i have to learn a new weapon but i also have to figure out how to build crates like i think that as you know if you kind of got into it and you were able to do those that stuff with the with the building and everything it would be really really cool especially once you start getting into things like you know you're you're able to build like zip lines and stuff and or build walls like just as like a monster is coming so you can stun them um and then wail on them you know shit like that i think would just be like really really cool uh you know when you got to that part where you can kind of do it without thinking about it i just can't do it um and I'm sure it would come with time, but it it'd be one thing if it was just like I normally play the switch axe or I play you know the katana or the great sword or something like that where I already know how the how the mechanics of the the weapon works and it's just the building but all that stuff together I just couldn't do it um but that being said, there's some really cool ideas in the game in terms of like monster hunting stuff that I wish monster hunter would use, for example, they have this idea of like. So it's way more open world instead of like, you know, like Monster Hunter has a bunch of different zones, but they're all segmented from each other. You're not going to go from the, the flooded forest to the sandy plains. You're, you're mm-hmm. in the forest. And it's it, they're good-sized maps, but they're not huge. This is a huge, huge map that you're in. And the way that it works is that as you're kind of roaming around, you find these things are called dragon pools. And you can, you can unlock them and then pay resources to expand them. And the reason you would pay resources to expand them is because there's a certain amount of, like, kind of dragon energy that you get from them for building. And the the more you upgrade them, the more energy you can pull. So, like, if you unlock a dragon pool and there's, like, a tree of life, you can make a well at the tree of life. And it'll stay there forever. So from any other time you're going through that region uh, hunting monsters, once you come to that well, you can fill up all your potions. You'll get full health and you can fill them all up. So instead of having to rely on finding, like, what you need Mm -hmm. to out in the field to fill up on healing stuff, you've now got this well that'll be there forever. And you can, as you expand these dragon pools, you can build more type of stuff like that. Um, or so you could put like a tent, you know, or you or a campfire or a forge. So, you know, unlike Monster Hunter, which is like as you traverse through the the region, you find a place that you could put a camp and then you finish the request and then you can have now a sub camp. You're still relying entirely on you preparing but also being lucky enough, like, oh, I'm getting in a fight with a monster. Oh, there's a vigor wasp nearby. Okay, I'm going to keep track of that. I'm going to remember that's there. If I get in a bad way, I can just go over there and whack it, right? But mm-hmm. if you don't have one and you all ran out of potions, you basically have to beat feet, go back to camp, refill, mm-hmm. and then go back and fight. Whereas this allows you to, as you are tracking, if you're putting these like way stations along the way, it'll just kind of help you. And you can even, like, you know, jump in somebody else's game and build one in their game and it'll be there for them. So that is really cool. The size yeah. of the map is also really cool where, you know, it, it does feel way more like a bunch, like just a world instead of a section, a series of just completely separate disconnected zones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then, you know, the 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 
the tracking and stuff, it's like you, you, know, you kind of have to build a tower. And then, you know, this is, I think, where Monster Hunter is a little bit better. Where you can just, like, pick the monster on the map and be like, yeah, I'm going to. But, I mean, in this one, you, you can kind of hold down left trigger and it'll it'll light up the, the, the you know, how, where you, you would go uh, to, to go find the thing um, that you're looking for. Um, so, you know, they, they definitely kind of learned... I think from like world and rise of, of how to make some of this stuff more accessible and not like sticking with kind of the older version of monster hunter where, okay, well first you have to like hit the thing with a paintball and then you got to track it. And if the paintball wears off, then you got to hope you find it, you know, you know, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. But there it definitely had its own spin on it. Um, and I appreciate that they were doing something different with it and doing their own thing with it. Uh, it's just kind of beyond what I'm capable of at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. <laughs> um, but that being said, if you have um, Game Pass Ultimate, I didn't realize that this was a thing that they did. Uh, if you have Game Pass Ultimate, which comes with um, EA Play, you can do mm-hmm. a 10-hour trial of it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't realize it was EA because me you know, neither. I, do that, I do that with Madden. Like all the time, like the ten-hour trial of the new Madden is always like more Madden than I'm ever going to play in a year, anyways. Right. <laughs> so that's essentially just giving me Madden every year. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm assuming it it all transfers over. I guess because it, it probably just makes a save, and then if you were to buy the new yeah. game, um, I will say that there is an issue with like everything looks kind of washed out, which I found to be super distracting um, because mm. I just felt like you know I wear glasses, and so I just felt like my glasses need to be cleaned. Mm. <laughs> Um, but and then when you turn the HDR on, man, it was even worse, and so that that certainly hmm. didn't help. But you know, obviously, every you know that's easily you you get around it after a while. But yeah, I mean, it, it had some really good ideas and some interesting uh, things that I would love to see you know Monster Hunter incorporate just in terms of like and also the story. You know, the story in Monster Hunter is just like, hey, there's monsters. <laughs> you know, like and you're like, yeah, no shit, there's it's right there in the name. Pants. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, there's always like, oh, there's a big monster, and then like five hunts in, you kill the monster, and they're like, yeah, we're good. You know, this yeah. this definitely had more to it, and the characters along the way, and then you're you know you're trying to figure out uh, kind of what's going on, you know, with the 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 big monsters, and th- although their take on monsters is a little different and i feel like monster hunter definitely has the advantage uh, in this regard theirs are more like here's a wolf that makes blizzards you know here's a rabbit that shoots sap i mean they're obviously and i'm kind of just i'm not trying to dismiss the work of the artists because they did a great job but they're definitely way more grounded um than monster hunter whereas in monster hunter you're like what the fuck is this and it's like it's a bat (laughs) nope it's a fox no it's electric you're like we got high we don't know what it is (laughs) right this gopher bear fucking yeah rabbit thing shoots fucking yeah electricity out of its asshole. Right? Yeah, right. yeah. Whereas, <laughs> whereas, whereas, Wild Hearts is way more like it's almost you could tell like like you know like um it reminded me a lot of like Annihilation like like kind of mm, the type of stuff mm-hmm. that would you know this, this mixture you know of like 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 a deer whose antlers were branches with moss and stuff on it like that type right. of thing like the way in which yeah. you know you kind of imagine like large predatory animals just kind of going on some like natural Man. path um, that fucking bear jesus christ yeah nothing that scary i know that much <laughs> um but but i i think that you know it's definitely worth trying just because it wasn't my cup of tea uh doesn't mean it isn't good it's just kind of uh, you know, I only have so much mental space, but it was funny because I was playing it. I was like, "Oh, 
this is what people who can't get into Monster Hunter feel like when they're playing Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, why am I getting bodied all the time? How come yeah. I can't do anything? What the fuck is going on? I'm like, all right, now I get it. <laughs> like, that is frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But definitely, definitely check it out. Uh, I think it's worth. I think it's it's worth. It's worth yeah. Your I'm time. still going to. Like, I'm excited about the the ten hour trial at least. But yeah, I don't know. Like I said, the the I'd only really ever seen like some promo art and shit, and I was like, man, these monsters look way more up my alley than the fucking the dinosaur dragons in Monster Hunter are. And I love Monster Hunter. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I just wish we hunted more monsters. And and not as many dragons or dinosaur dragons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, but this thing though—that's the thing. It's like your first monster. It's like a rat with a big flowery tail. So I mean, yeah, it's the same shit. It's yeah. not. I mean, they're more grounded, but yeah. they're not what you would be like. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna go fight Mothra or whatever. Or like, right. you know, like, yeah. you know, something like that. But. Maybe uh, one of these days somebody will give me the monster hunter I really want. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Going up mon- monster from Planet X. I got you. <laughs> um, okay, and then uh, so Lightfall is a uh, little more than a week away. We had this yeah. the se- the season finale. This was the most I think impactful uh, season finale we've had in, I don't know how long. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't remember what happened, uh, in the, the, the season that led up to witch queen, but, um, I mean, there was so much stuff kind of going down, um, at the end of this season, um, you know, changes to, to, to Rasputin changes to, to, to the tower, to where the traveler is, um, I mean, just really setting up Lightfall to to be a really just consequential step forward mm-hmm. for this story, and and we finally got kind of the confirmation um, of of what folks had had been thinking that you know it it it's easy to say the light and the darkness as good versus evil. But, you know, just like every day, the sun rises and the sun sets. And you wouldn't say, oh, well, during the day, only good things happen. And during the night, only bad things happen. Although nothing good ever happens after 2 a.m. That that still holds. Um, but, you know, this idea that the light and the darkness, they're just forces. They're, they're, they're not good or evil. It's all in how uh, they're wielded. And the witness has been using the darkness as a force to wield against the traveler. Mm-hmm. Um, and the traveler, you know, essentially kind of uses the light as, as a way to protect itself at other worlds um, from, from the witness. So it was kind of cool to finally get that, you know, and, and, you know, we'd always kind of been told, Oh, be careful, you know, when you're, when you're wielding stasis, cause it's darkness power. So it's bad, but yet, you know, we also, Use stasis and nothing really ever happened. It was just right. kind of like, oh, here's a shitty power, and you're like, sweet. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, so it was kind of cool to finally kind of get get into that idea that these aren't, you know, these aren't necessary. This isn't good versus evil. This is this is light and darkness. You know, mm-hmm. somebody can use a hammer to kill someone. They can use a hammer to build a house. Uh, right. It's it 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 it's just a tool. Um, so, so, so you know that that was cool. Um, kind of this idea that we found out that 
that Savathun had rebelled against the witness and mm-hmm. and and kind of had se- seemingly helped humanity and the traveler and you're like well that was kind of weird because you're like well to what end like why um you know and then uh you know and then the the traveler f- leaving leaving what the fuck yeah like, leaving the, like, the, the the last city uh and to- and it's only stopped because the pyramid ships entered Seoul. Yeah. So it's like, well, uh, yeah. Would it have left? Would it have just said, we, "Hey, exactly it. The we witness perceived. is coming. I'm piecing yes. out." Yes. Um, because it has done that so many times. Right. You know, it gave that was the it whirlwind. Gave the light. Yeah. It, it, it gave the light to the elixir. It gave the light to, you know, uh, whatever that other um, that other race was. It's not even in the game anymore. But yeah. like, yeah. The, the witness giving light to these races and then piecing the fuck out. <laughs> like, Which you have to wonder, does. though, was the Traveler leaving because it was like, this thing is after me. So if I yeah. leave, then it'll right. just follow me and, right. and, and it, won't, right. it won't do anything with Earth? Or was it leaving because it was like, yeah, well, I'm out. I, you know, yeah, sorry, like, yeah. kids, you're on your yeah. own. Been there, done that. Like, it's time to go. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, so many questions, and it was such a badass. It was such a badass cutscene. And now to go to the tower and not have the traveler yeah. there, it's so yeah. weird. Yes, it in, is in such a good way, though. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And then you know, kind of leading up to this, we were getting all this information about. You know, it's one thing just to get a new, a new power, which is not light or darkness. It's just you know, kind of the world of destiny. Strand is just like a fundamental. Um, you know, it's it's the threads that kind of bind everything together, but it's not tied to kind of light or darkness. But I mean, they're redoing. They're we get loadouts. They're redoing mods. Mm-hmm. They're redoing build crafting. Uh, they're, power doesn't matter anymore. Power doesn't matter anymore. They're changing. Uh, you know, the the balance between abilities and 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 making it so that abilities don't charge as fast. They're changing. Uh, weapon crafting. Mm-hmm. They're doing guardian, yeah, guardian ranks. Mm-hmm. So to give folks more of an idea of like, okay, well, if I want to do more stuff, I should do these things. Like this is the most. This does not feel like a just a season, a new season. This feels almost like like a Destiny three. Like they are, yeah, they are yeah. changing the game in such fundamental ways. I'm not sure how it's all gonna like. I mean, I feel like it's gonna. It's not just like, all right, uh, you know, oh yeah, this this location's cool. You know, let's go do some grapple hooking around. And it's like I feel like I'm gonna have to learn how to play the game. You know, uh, almost all over again because, uh, you know, of 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 all this stuff that we'll have to learn how to how how do our builds work now? How do our, you know. Uh, if I want to make new weapons, if I want to like all, it, it's crazy um, to think that all of this stuff is just is coming in a, in a, in a, in this expansion, uh, and we'll get the season on top of it where we're seeing. So while we're fucking around on Neptune, assuming presumably we're going to have to come back to Earth because now the Cabal are invading, the Witnesses' forces are invading, and so we've got the folks left on earth fighting off yet another invasion. So how are we kind of balancing that stuff together? Um, ah, it's just so exciting. I can't wait. 
Yep. Oh, you already know me. Like I, I can't. I'm. I'm. Yeah. I'm so fucking ready. It's. 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 Like I knew. Like I don't know. Like Witch Queen was great, and the campaign was was really good. But like, and I know we got a new location then too. But this feels like, like you said, this feels like Destiny Three almost. Yeah. Like we're getting this new location. We're getting these new characters. Like for the first time. Geez, when's the last time we got? I mean, I know like, you know yeah. the the light bearers. You know the hive with with light powers that was cool as shit. But yeah, but we the, we we never saw them anywhere other than the throne world. Like you would never do you you wouldn't be doing like a Navoda strike and right. then some fucking light bearers show up, right? But I mean, yeah, we had like Finch. That was it. We haven't had new right. characters since I feel like since um, Saladin. Well, I mean, yeah. obviously, other than like the 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 you know like the villains, right? But in yeah. terms of like new allies, it's been forever. Not since right. since Destiny Two came. Yep. yep. You know. Yeah, it's it'll be really interesting to see. You know, I mean, Bungie, and I know that they they split their teams up between okay, these this team is for the season and these teams are for the expansion. But like, there are so many changes going on. I mean, it's it's bound to be take a little bit of time for things to kind of settle. And and they do make change. Like they do realize, oh, we tuned this too much one way. Now we got to tune it back the other way. And so I expect there's going to be, you know, some of that kind of give and take in terms of like, oh, we cranked this back too far, or we didn't think about this combination of powers and guns and whatnot. Um, but I mean, also just simplifying resources, like all that stuff. Like, I mean, it's just going to be so weird to to log in, you know, on the on the twenty eighth. And, and kind of see now what what all this means. Um, it'll it'll be. I can't wait. I mean, Witch Queen. Yeah, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, but this is just. It seems like such a huge shift in how the game is done. And then we still get one more, um, one more expansion after it to kind of wrap up this 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 saga. Um, it'll I'm just. Yeah, I just. I can't wait. Um, and 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 it'll be interesting to see that they recognize now that folks are like bored of seasons that like you're just kind of doing the same thing yes. and how they oh, and I don't no expect more, that for this current season but kind of beyond right. that how do they address no that more, what do they no do no more vendors with yeah. their shitty upgrades that you feel like you have to do but you really don't fucking care like I right. man yeah I'll do it because I love Destiny that much but uh, yeah that's that's a very exciting like quality of life change for me yeah yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, too, because when we start to look at some of the ranks and some of the things involved in the ranks, you're just kind of like, for me, it's like, when they're like, oh, rank 11, where you're like doing raids and mm-hmm. taking people on raids. Like, I'm never going to get to rank 11, but it's like, okay, how far will I be able to get? You know, and what does that mean, right? Like, if I get to like rank eight and then they're like, well, you got to do a bunch of shit to get to rank nine. Well, what do I get to get to rank nine? Does it matter? Is it going to change my mm-hmm. life as a player? Do I still get to just do the stuff I want to do? Or like, what is that? Like, that's that I have, a, there's a little trepidation for me around that because, you know, anytime yeah. you start kind of like doing ranks and things like that, I feel like, well, you don't want to be like um, kind of gating things beyond mm-hmm. progress because mm-hmm. right now the game is very much like, hey, if you don't want to do a nightfall, don't fucking do a nightfall. You might not get a certain piece of gear, but it's like, you know, for folks who've been playing, they're like, yeah, loadouts, all that shit, you're going to get all that. You don't have to worry about kind of getting up to that point. Right. Um, but it's like, okay, well then kind of beyond that, like, what does that mean? Um, 
and some of the stuff with builds and abilities, it's like get having for me just having gotten into making builds and that are very ability heavy, knowing that some of that stuff's going to get dialed back, especially like resilience and things. It's kind of a little frustrating because, you know, there's such a huge difference when you're playing, especially the the harder stuff when you have that higher resilience. Um, to know that that's going to come back down and things are going to be like, I felt at times some of the stuff this season, the seasonal activity was just a little too like frustrating in terms of like, yeah. Um, I mean, it certainly was, especially at the beginning, but at the same time, like I, you know, yeah, at the beginning I expect that, but like even six, seven weeks (laughs) in, depending on the team you're with, you can either clear one of these things in, in 15 minutes or you can clear it in 40. Right. Right. And and so if you're now making everything kind of like that, and then you you also still have kind of new players or people who don't cert- play it you know, that much. I know you didn't. I don't think you played the Black Armory stuff, but it, it, I always go. Back I did to that. some of it, and I feel like I feel like they certainly learned a lesson with that because that shit was brutal. Yeah. Like, oh it yeah, was, it was like like there was only like one or two that you could like consistently finish right and even then like it took it took weeks right uh, of me playing every day and grinding and and raising my power level just to just to get through that first (laughs) that first black armory like mission or whatever and i certainly don't think they want to go back to that right i know that you know at this point like we're almost like you know god tier like this is it's just not that difficult and and they want to kind of find a balance and i get that like everything doesn't they they want us to feel powerful but like not make everything feel like it's a a cakewalk yeah Uh, but i also feel like at what point like you're not going to make regular strikes hard mm -hmm. i mean we've just been doing them too long and they're not really supposed to be like someone who jumps in at the current at the bottom tier for current season where they're just like starting a season they they should be able to do strikes and finish it Right? Yeah, for sure. So you're but, not going to make that much harder, but like when you start talking about like oh, you know, like the seasonal activity, but then also like like the higher level stuff, there's still that balance because you've got people like me who've played the game a ton, but I'm I'm still not like as high level as folks who do it for like a living, right? But I still right. want to be able to kind of do this stuff and I don't mind a challenge. And I don't mind a certain level of frustration because you're going to get that anyway. But you don't want it to be something where you're just like I'm, it's just beyond what I'm willing to do. Yeah, especially for like what a pinnacle. Like I mean, right. it's just not right. Right. Yeah, the payoff certainly. There certainly needs to be a payoff for right. sure. Right. If it's like I... oh, you you know, and I understand like there's certain gear you only get from like doing a raid. But it's like, what do you do if you finish a raid? You get a pinnacle. Okay. Well, I know there's some folks who can raid do a raid in 40 minutes. That's not me. Right, like, yeah. there's a lot of work that needs to be done for me to finish a raid, and what a, I'm going to get a pinnacle, and it might not even be something that affects my level. Eh, right. Why would I? Right, right? like, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, there's got to be that balance there of like, if you want to make stuff harder, sure, um, but but then give, like, I was super frustrated at the end of the the season finale mission, but the payoff mm-hmm. was that ending. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't even care about it. And I'm not saying everything has to be like that, but if you have a good enough payoff, then the frustration you feel as you're in the middle of a mission, whether it be because of difficulty or you have to rethink your tactics or whatever, it's worth it. 
So right, exactly. Yep. You know, hopefully they kind of uh, keep keep that in mind as they're they're figuring all this stuff out. Um. So, but yeah, like super excited. Uh, I don't know. I mean, this week I'll probably just do my normal, like uh, you know, my gambits. My I think Scorch Team Scorch comes back, so. You know, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I part of me also goes, ah, you're not gonna. What you may you get three pentacles. Who gives a shit? Maybe just take take the time off and and that way, like when it drops, I'll have not played for like a week and a half, and then I'm just be like thirsty. You yeah, I'm kind of that way too. Like I really would like to finish the quarry at some point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's like I, I'm already I've already got max level with my hunter, so it's like if I if I do play this week, it would just be maybe for red frames or just leveling up my titan or warlock for no reason right which, right so yeah. yeah i really would just like i kind of feel like i want to finish the quarry yeah <laughs> like, yeah yeah i'm like i need new pants you know so yeah. that also i'm like i'm super into monster hunter again so yeah. like, maybe i'll just do monster hunter like i don't know right right so but um yeah so the next next show should be i mean god i don't it's gonna be we'll have the movies plus lightfall that's gonna be a mm-hmm. long one yeah, it's gonna be a long one. <laughs> yeah, um, cool. Yeah, it'll be. I'm excited. So, uh, and hopefully, uh, y'all will be here with us uh, to to hear us go on and on and on. Um, so that's it for this week. It's been episode 100 and whatever it was, 67, I think. 66. 67. Uh, I don't. Know. Uh, one, 167. <laughs> 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 Final by werewolves. Uh, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, we look forward to spending some more time with you in the next two weeks. Or so for myself and Mitch, thank you again. Uh, good night and have a good evening. Good night.